Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, we've got an extra special Cook Wild episode for you. We spent um, last week in camp with Chuck Adams, none other than the legend himself, Mr. Chuck Adams. And uh, Mike made for you one of his signature recipes, one of the best recipes you will ever have. He was supposed he was supposed to make it out of deer, um, but you know, I suck at hunting, so we made it out of duck. <laughs> However, we're gonna teach you how to make birria tacos, and I promise you, yeah. this is something you're gonna want to listen to and learn how to make because you will impress people. Guys, stay right here and learn how to make birria wild tacos. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. Guys, if you've been around hunting at all, you've probably heard of a little company called Muddy. I have learned that if it says Muddy on it, I can trust it. From tree stands, ground blinds, trail cameras, to all the accessories, if it says Muddy, it's a name I can trust. I love their tree stands. I love their ground blinds. I love their trail cameras, the new Merge and their Morph cellular trail cameras. They're phenomenal, especially when you pair them up with a solar panel and they last forever. Guys, I would encourage you to check out Muddy uh, for all your tree stands, ground blinds, all the accessories, bow hangers, uh, harnesses, everything tree stands or ground blinds or accessories related. If it says Muddy, I know that I can trust it. Guys, I know the new Rage. The new Rage is these super light tree stands that cost like 400 bucks, and I'm like, well, <laughs> why would I spend 400 bucks on one when I can spend 100 and get four? tree stands um, that are all going to perform. They're all going to be safe. They're all going to be comfortable. Guys, Muddy is the gold standard, in my opinion, uh, for what a tree stand and a ground blind and trail cameras should offer you. So guys, go check them out. They are phenomenal. And I promise you, if you're shopping at a Dick's Academy, Bass Pro, Cabela's, anywhere, if it says Muddy, I promise you it's a name you can trust. All right, Mike. So um, you made one of one of my favorite dishes ever, something that you make and make really, really good is birria. Um, now, before we get into all the meat and potatoes of everything that happened, what is birria? Why does it even exist? Why was it created? What kind of meat is it? What kind of taco is it? Walk us through birria. So um, I feel like uh, birria was made out of like necessity. Um just kind of to, to help with the flavor of, you know, just what is available. And what's interesting is I just got back from Mexico myself. I did this uh, culinary tour. You know, I got to meet a lot of family down there and I actually got to have real birria down there. And um, it was amazing. It was made with goat. And what's interesting is I'm walking around with my camera. I'm, I'm filming like live and everything. 
And the guy stops him and he's like, Hey, look. So he, he takes like these tongs and he pulls out the head of the goat that's still simmering <laughs> in the pot. So it literally had the head of the goat <laughs> inside there. So if you uh, go to my uh, Facebook soon, you will see my uh, live video from this party I'm at and you'll see the goat head that's in there. But what's interesting is when you taste it, um, you, it doesn't taste like goat. There's no, you know, game or any, any flavor like that at all to it. So, um, I, I believe that's, you know, why they created it, uh, the way they did is because, you know, it has like the onions, the garlic, uh, the chiles, things like that. And it kind of helps to mask the strong flavor of goat. And that's exactly why we did it the way that we did it. Um, especially with, you know, something like venison or duck to kind of help. Um, someone who wouldn't normally eat those things to um, make it more palatable. Now, I can say with like birria is the best thing you make in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the first yeah. time I had it, and the first time I had it was just out of you know beef, and I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is unreal, believably good. And uh, mm-hmm. and so when this episode came up, and I was like, hey man, uh, we're gonna be at Liberty Ranch with Chuck Adams. Like, I want you to come in and cook. And you're like, what do you want me to cook? I'm like, why not birria? Now, the plan for this was to have venison like fresh out of the, <laughs> I mean, fresh out of the fresh, field. Fresh, yeah. I mean, still hot, you know, and uh, I got that, that text that morning. You're like, hey, man, I got one. And I'm like, cool. You know, I'm almost there. Like, it'll be hot and ready. Like, let's do it. So for those of you that follow me on social media, I posted saying I had killed a deer. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We were holding off on shooting does until that morning because deer were still rutting. So we wanted to keep all the does around. And so we hadn't shot any does up to that morning. And so uh, we as a group just planned on, all right, well, Mike needs needs meat. So if you have a chance to shoot a doe, shoot a doe. And so really early in the morning, I shoot a doe. I text all the guys and I'm like, dead deer, got a doe down. And um, honestly, the way that. The way I saw the arrow go in, the way I saw the arrow come out, the way I saw blood pouring out of her side, like I I honestly truly thought she was probably 30 yards and dead. I couldn't see where, where I thought she fell, but um, I just thought I'm going to walk over there, grab her, put her in the truck, and we're going to roll out. Um, and so I didn't even get down to look for like didn't worry about it. I just kept hunting because deer were still coming in. I had my shooter buck running around like I was just still hunting. And um then, then the guy that won the raffle, the guy that won the giveaway text and says he shot a buck. And so I'm telling Mike, I'm like, dude, we got two dead deer down, man. You're about to be able to cook mm-hmm. anything you want. And, uh, then before never found long, the I'm getting these texts, like still looking, still looking. Yeah. <laughs> so never found the buck and never found the doe. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would 100% venture to say the doe is dead. Um, based off the blow we found based off, uh, no idea, but we never found her. Mm-hmm. And so, I would like to be able to tell you that no deer were harmed in the making of this episode of Cook Wild. However, two deer were harmed in the making of the episode of this week's. They were harmed, just never, uh, never yeah. found. So I yeah. texted Corey and I'm like, bro, do you have any bear left? Because he went on a bear hunt not too long ago. He's like, yes. And I'm like, deal. And then he texts back and says, but not mm-hmm. enough. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so we used duck. And when I got a text message saying we're going to use duck, I was like, no, like uh, we're not. Yeah. That's the worst yeah. wild game in my opinion. Like I hate duck. Chuck hates mm-hmm. duck. And that was uh, kind of the general consensus there as yeah. well. Chuck hates duck. Greg hates duck. We're all like, this is going to suck. Like I was not looking forward to eating yeah. this. And, mm-hmm. um, 
Oh my gosh. It was so good. Greg and Chuck both, even after you left, like it's hard to know when somebody's like really genuinely like impressed or if Mm -hmm. they just want to be nice, you know, but even after you left, they were like, dude, I hate duck, but I would have like, I will go to a restaurant and buy that. Like I would go and seek that out. Like I would want that. See, that's what made me happy when, when they flat out said, you know, not only would I eat that again, but I would look for that and pay for it. Yeah. All right. So walk us through how to make birria. Now this is going to be one of the more in-depth recipes that we've done. Uh, a lot of the, what we've done has been quick and easy. Birria is not. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we will put, we'll put descriptions and recipes and all that stuff, you know, down below, but walk us through how to make birria. Yeah. So with that being said, is it, it's really not too hard to do it. It's just, there's more ingredients, I guess. Um, and with that, uh, you can really make it your own as well. So things that you like, you don't like, if you want it spicy or not as spicy, you know, there's always adaptation to it. But, uh, really we started with a chicken stock, obviously, since we're using duck instead. So we have this chicken stock and we are taking dried chiles. And I want to say we had, um, guajillos and some puya peppers. But, uh, you know, if you want to use some anchos, if you want to make it spicy with some chili de arbols, you can use things like that. But I always de-seed them first. Maybe if you want to tear them into little pieces, you can do that. And then we will um, hydrate the peppers in the chicken stock. But, you know, you can add, you know, some onion into it. Um, Some people use white or yellow, you know, throw that in there, throw in some garlic cloves, crush it up a little bit. Uh, Things like oregano work really well into it. Um, I like to add like some tahini. Um, that'll add a little bit of uh, brightness to it as well. Uh, lime juice. Uh, I will also add either some fresh like Roma tomatoes or even a can of like, you know, uh, diced tomatoes. You can use Rotel if you wanted to. I mean, things like that are just going to um, add to some flavor that you want. So essentially what you're trying to do is make the consomme um, that is going to flavor whatever meat that you are using. And it's also going to be what you dip your tortillas in. Um, that's going to give it that, you know, traditional red color. So um, that's how we started it. And typically what I would be doing is using um, a larger cut of meat, you know, so typically here beef, you know, we have beef everywhere. Uh, we're in Kansas. So, you know, we do have really good quality beef around us. And um, I'd be using large chunks after I have my consomme made, I'll blend it up and generally strain it as well. So I just have this nice, um, you know, like essentially braising liquid and then I'll put the chunks of beef in and then I'm cooking it over hours to allow the beef to just really get nice and tender and just shred apart. But with duck being as lean as it is, we just decided to kind of, you know, cube it up into small pieces and then cook it enough to kind of carry it over like a medium rare a little bit and then take it out and then kind of dice it up and then put it in a bowl and then add some consomme to it just to kind of have it to where it's not super, you know, we, we don't want it to be shredded because I feel like if you cook it to where it's shredded, it's not really going to have any fat to it. And it's just going to be, I mean, just incredibly dry, you know, so this way it's still going to have a nice tenderness to it and it's still going to be juicy and the consomme is going to help give it all that flavor as well. So that's why they were still getting like the flavor of the juice with everything. And it's still going to maintain a little bit of that tenderness. So if you were to do this with a deer, an elk, a mule deer, whatever bear, um, you'd want to use like a roast and, and cook it until it shreds apart. 
Yeah, that's that's probably what I would do. Um, and maybe I would start by browning it and maybe some fat first just to kind of incorporate a little bit of something to it to maybe try to help because, I mean, everything is going to be fairly lean, you know, but especially with duck, all the fat is going to be, you know, just under the the skin and with it not having any of that um, to it. I mean, it was just, just straight meat. So um, some of these other cuts of meat are going to have some of the fat, you know, rendered through the meat as well, but um, still pretty lean meat regardless. Yeah. And I like I can truly tell you and guys, if you've ever had duck, you know, it just it's not great. Um, there's not many ways I've had duck that I just absolutely love. And this was a meal that was absolutely fantastic. So if you go and just stack a bunch of bodies of ducks and you're like, man, what do I do with this? Try making birria out of it. It was it was so impressive. Everybody in camp literally was blown away by this. Um, so once you have the meat. Then what are you what are you doing to make the assemble the tacos? Because it goes like you said, you dip the tortillas. It's more than just you know, put it in a shell. Sure, yeah. So we got the griddle um, nice and hot on the outside, and then we dip the tortillas into the consomme, and then uh, lay that on the griddle, and then take some nice melting cheese and throw that on top. I can't remember what we used, but um, I mean something like a waka. Um, quesadilla cheese. I mean, but really you can use even just straight up mozzarella if you want. Spread that all over the top, even if you get little bits that are kind of coming off of the, the tortilla itself. And then um, we will lay down some of that duck meat that has been sitting in the, the birria consomme, the juice. And then uh, cilantro and onion typically is what I, what I will go with because that just adds to the flavor as well. Uh, let it cook like that, fold it over, you know, get one side nice and get a little crust to it, fold it over again. You'll see all that melty cheese goodness just oozing out of it. Nice crust to it. But I mean, when you pull it apart, it's going to be nice and cheesy. You're going to see all that meat in there. I mean, it's just this beautiful bite with just, you know, your um, your onion, your cilantro. So you got that brightness. You've got your richness from the meat, the, the just unctuous fat and you know cheesy goodness i mean it's just it's perfect it was absolutely crazy and you know it's one of those recipes that it it is more work you know kind of the theme of every episode has just been how easy and cheap and quick it is this is more work however like people are going to be blown away by this this is not something mm -hmm. that people are yeah. going to be like oh wow that was good like not only are they going to be blown away by the the meal itself, but they're going to be blown away by the presentation of it because it's a real mm -hmm. authentic, true Mexican dish. I mean, it's incredible. And we were all impressed, even though it was duck. Like it's hard to get me impressed with duck. And this was truly something that just blew me away. And and I walked into this thinking, I think I even told Mike, I'm like, dude, this sucks. Like that we haven't used duck for this. Um, I was truly worried about it, but it turned out phenomenal. So, guys, in the description below, we've got the recipe. We've got all everything you need to to make this. So, listen along, follow the recipe, and make it yourself. I promise you, people are going to be impressed. It's a great way to use your duck. But if you've got a roast uh, from your deer, your elk, your antelope, whatever you've got, th it, this is going to be impressive with it. So, try it out. Give it a shot. Make sure and tune in next month. Haven't told Mike this yet, but one thing I've wanted him to make for a long time is like a French dip um, 
roast deer sandwiches. Um, okay. I've wanted to do it for a long time. So uh, I've got a few roasts now so we can make it happen. Um, so I am excited. That'll be with venison. But again, be able to do it with anything you want. So guys, tune in next month. Also, right now, we've got an incredible giveaway going on for a free bear Kodiak hunter signed by Mr. Adams himself. All you've got to do is like and follow Mike, like and follow myself, like and follow Bear, subscribe to the podcast. All of those things get you entries. So make sure and do those things to get in to win a free Bear Kodiak Hunter signed by Chuck Adams himself. Guys, thank you for listening. It's at my house. I might sign it myself too. I mean, you you guys hurry up or I'm just going to start putting my name on it. Have you been shooting it? Dry firing it, yeah. That's cool, right? I can do that? I No. Okay. All right. He's kidding, guys. Guys, if you're a traditional archer and you have not checked out Three Rivers Archery, what are you waiting for? Three Rivers Archery is your one-stop shop for all things traditional archery. They have the largest in-stock selection of of traditional archery equipment anywhere. Same-day shipping. Very, very, very knowledgeable. Listen, I use Three Rivers all the time. If I've got a question on tuning, if I've got a question on broadheads, if I've got a question on brace height or anything like that, I use Three Rivers for everything. They know the products because they use the products. Three Rivers Archery is by far the gold standard when it comes to traditional archery. So guys, if you're just getting into traditional archery, I would encourage you to use Three Rivers as a resource for knowledge and understanding and growing and learning. And as a place to get all those products that you're going to be needing as you take this journey. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Y'all have a fantastic week. Tune in next month for more incredible recipes and go get in on a great giveaway that's absolutely free to enter. No purchase necessary, and a purchase doesn't even help you out. So go get in to win a free Kodiak Hunter signed by Mr. Adams himself. <laughs>